Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. So let me ask you all this. Where, where, what is in your heart? Where are your thoughts about Jesus? Is he always on your mind or only when you're in trouble? Is he an aspirin or Santa Claus, a, a genie in a bottle? Or is he your relationship and he's your, with you all the time? Your go-to. Your go-to. I couldn't tell you one day I was going to school. It's not my notes. It's free. Um, and I was going to a building that had never been before. And I'm like, I stopped and I said, Lord, you please walk your daughter to her class because I don't want to get lost. I went to school at night. You know, was I ever scared? No, but I'm also not going to be dumb about my situation and where I'm at at night in Houston, downtown, you know, not downtown, right. downtown, but right. I'm, not in the, in yeah, I'm not in the greatest area of Houston. So um, guys used to give me a hard, I've had several give me a hard time about it. And I'm like, no, Jesus is with me. But at the same time, I'm not going to do something stupid. So I'm like, hey, Lord, I'm going to a strange building. Could you walk with me? You know, he led me straight to that building. I don't even know where I was going, but he's led me right there. Well, I'm not shocked. Yeah. I mean, I do that all the time. I get get lost all the time. So that's a common, very common uh, prayer. So, Lord, how do I get there? Because I have a GPS and I'm still lost. I know. I'm talented that way. (laughs) So, any thoughts before we go to the next one? Um, No. All right. All right. Ladies, keep up with us. We're we're wrapping up. I think this is... uh, I think this is only be a three-hour show. We're okay. We're on verse 14. So we're in uh, chapter one of Song of Solomon, ch- verse 14. My beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms in the vineyards of Engedi. And your first thought is, huh? What? <laughs> Why? So um, David Gusak wrote this one. The place known as Engedi is a famous oasis in the Judean wilderness, lush in water and life in the otherwise barren place. And a cluster of henna blossoms in the vineyards of Engedi would be alive, beautiful, healthy, full of scents. All right. So this is her saying that her beloved is this oasis. I might be out in a wilderness, but I have what I need. I have water. I have life. I'm not barren. There's beauty and health and full of scents. He is her safe place. Scents as in fragrance. Fr- yes. Fr- sagrant, fragrance. Yes. Is Jesus your... Is Jesus your safe place? You know, um, look up the word shield in your Bible. Use a concordance. Um, David constantly tells us that God is a safe place for Israel and for us. Like in Psalm 144 too, my loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues the, my people under me. This is a nice way of saying God's got me in a good place. I can be in a good place if I stay with the Lord. We're the ones who wander off. We're the ones who leave. Yes, the Lord never leaves no. us. We're the ones we who leave him. So is Jesus your safe place? You, ladies, you have to ask, when I'm getting in trouble, do I go to Jesus or do I go to somewhere else? Do I go to my bottle of wine? Do I go to my drugs? Do I go to my sex partner for the night? Do I, do I, do I go to a dog you know, or a cat? Or I'm not saying that's not a great thing. My dog sits with me all the time and they Bible study with me. Or sometimes my dog's my mouse pad because I'm working on my computer and he won't move. So he's my mouse pad. 
you know, do I go to my online shopping addiction? Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. You know, where do you go? Are you going to Jesus or somewhere else? You know, stay with us, ladies. Hey, we're not telling you anything that we have not done ourselves or been guilty of or had to learn. Yes. Oh, we're not here because we got it all together. We're here because we want to share what we have learned. Yeah, because we didn't have it all together and we still don't. But but who but the Lord, right? Yes. Um, so wait, I want to add something real quick where you're talking about how um, the Lord does not wander off. The Lord is our rock. He's our stability. Uh, do rocks walk off? No, they do not. We walk away from the rock. The rock never moves. The Lord is our stability. He is our rock. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Um, forsakes meaning that he never forgets about us. He is stable. We can depend on him every second of the day and for every single situation. So anyway, I just wanted to add that little thing about the rock that, you know, the no, Lord is I think that's rock. great. But I really wish I had a video of that one because I went to go get up to let the dog back in. And you said, do wa- rocks walk? And I had to stop and go, wait, what? Where are we going with this? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. No, you're right. Rocks they don't, don't walk, walk off. off. No, no. And the Lord is our rock. We walk off. Yep. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. So okay. um, you're absolutely right. And so that's why that's why the Lord is our, you know, our place. That's where we should both want to be. Just like it says on... um. Here's the beloved talking in um, Songs of Solomon 1, verse 15. Behold, you are fair, my love. Behold, you are fair. You have dove's eyes. He's looking directly at her. He's noticing her. This is that relationship. The, the dove represents peace. When they're looking at each other, he's looking at her. There's peace. He wants her. In Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrated his own Lord's towards us. And I've read this before. And while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Um, but this is that I'm noticing you. I'm looking at you. That's very important. I can describe Ray a hundred times better than I can describe my coworkers. Can I point them in a lineup? You know, they're in a lineup at a police lineup. Could I point them out? Yeah. I could. But if you ask me to sit here and say, hey, you know, draw one of them or to tell an artist what they look like. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. But I could tell you an artist how to draw Ray. Because it's a difference between that relationship when I'm looking at Ray versus my coworkers. They're great people, but I don't look at them that way. And that's what this is different. That's a great analogy. I couldn't sit here and tell a, a an artist how to draw Ray. <laughs> yeah. What to say? Because no. I don't have that relationship no. with him. No. And um, no, I mean, if some other all, woman all could. three of us are very, yeah. very close, but I don't have that. Right. Problem. Now, if some other woman did come up and say, I can draw your husband perfectly, I'd be like, okay, you better be an huh. artist that takes notice things because otherwise, yeah. girl, you and I are going to have talk. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what, that's what I love about that. He says, I'm looking at you. Jesus is saying the same thing. I'm looking at you. Let me look at you. Don't put your veil on. Don't hide yourself. Don't cover yourself up. Let me see you. I mean, he's already seen us. He's asking us to be a recipient and, and do it together. And it's Relationships said, aren't yeah. one-sided. No. And, uh, and the word, but thank you, because that leads us into verse 16 in Solomon's chapter 1. Behold, this is a Shulamite talking. Behold, you are handsome, my beloved. Yes, pleasant. Also, our bed is green. The beams of our house are cedar and our rafters of fur. And I don't know if y'all are like me, but when I first started reading that, I'm like, what the heck does our bed of green and rafters have to do with anything? (laughs) 
Because he's handsome, you're going to talk about your bed of green. What? Anyway. Please so, tell us, Anna. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, we're going to get there. Uh, this might have been part of the one that's like, Lord, I hope you got something because I got, I got nothing on this. But <laughs> I will say that when it started noticing, and I probably have said this story before, but because she is starting to notice him, he's looking at her. She's now starting to look at him. When I first met Ray, I didn't look at him. Um, in fact, I ignored him. Um, he was trying to be nice to me and everything. But Thank I, you. You even said you were rude to him. I was. Um um, let me shut the door real quick because Ray's about to be home. Okay. Yes, and then we'll get to hear your story about how y'all are um, not first met, but started, but first started. Um, yeah. Well, it's when I first met him. Beginning of your work. actual well, relationship. Yes, because at work, and the first time I really met him, they were taking him and introducing to everybody. And I was sitting beside this one woman, and if, um, I'm not trying to be rude, but she was, she was bizarre. And she's like, hey, welcome aboard. And he actually looked at me. He goes, are we on a ship? <laughs> you know, I'm like, you're weird. I don't know you. Um, <laughs> I'm not used to Yeah, because I'm not used to guys talking to me. So I'm like, okay, that was really weird. But all right, whatever. So I kind of ignored him. And I was I was really, really kind of rude to him. I I'm, 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 admit it. So we were um, both invited to, I didn't know he well, was. Well, yeah. in your defense, you had just come yeah, from yes, a horrific, I, abusive like, relationship. Yes, I was. It was in a bad relationship. I did not want to get have anything to do with another relationship. I was good. I could teach my son. In my mind, I could teach my son whatever he needed to know. That's a big fat lie. But I learned that <laughs> later. So um, so that was your state yes. of mind going into yes. this story. Yes. Uh, I was not there. So so if this whole time I could really care less about him. In fact, I, he had said something that I didn't like. I don't, I, for years, I couldn't even remember what he said that I didn't like. And um, so I was, I could care less about him. I mean, that was the whole point. I could care, care less. So um, we, unbeknownst to me, I had been invited to our friend's wedding, did not realize that he was friends with the same people in the work company. And he had been invited to the wedding too. Didn't know that. So we're, um, I'm at the wedding. I have my, my son was my date and I was talking to some of the other ladies and I see this guy. It's a really good looking guy wearing a suit jacket coming right towards us. And I'm like, so I looked over to the lady beside me. I'm like, who is that guy? And she was really confused because she goes, Anna, that's Ray. I'm like, who's Ray? <laughs> She's like, you know, Ray in the back. Coworker Ray. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What? I had totally seen him from a different perspective. I'd never seen him like that. And I started seeing him really, really differently. And we started making these connections. And, and I don't really, honestly, for a long time, I was like, why is this to me? It was like this, this handsome man with this beautiful, unique green eyes and, you know, this natural large build and all that. I'm like, why would he be interested in somebody as boring as me with skin allergies and a toddler? There's, he was beelining yeah. towards you. Well, he was coming straight towards us. And I actually started really getting out of my, I guess that was the first time I started really getting out of who I was because he was sitting there kind of by himself and I invited him to sit at the table with us. And I'm like, what are you doing, Anna? I mean, I, mean, I did it and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then later on, I didn't want to have anything to do with the the, the flower bouquet. That I means you're supposed to get married next, whatever. <laughs> And they're like, Anna, you got to go up there. You got to go up there. I'm like, I don't want to go up there. Like, they need single women up there. Thanks for pointing that out, you know, right? So, fine. I'll stand there. Whatever. That's it. I'm just standing. Next thing I know, there's this bouquet in my hand. And my shoe was off. means I jumped for that bouquet. (laughs) I have no memory memory of it. All I remember is I had felt hands on my back. And I asked one of the ladies, like, okay, who, who pushed me? They're like, what are you talking about, Anna? I said, there was hands on my back. Who pushed me? Like, we don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> you said it like a crazy loon. I did. No I doubt. Did. I did. And I'm like, so to this day, I'm like, 
you pushed me, didn't you, Lord? Because what Ray had said is, yeah. if I if she catches the bouquet and I catch the garter, I'm going to ask her for. I'm going to get her phone number and call her. And, and he did. He, he did. He went garter. to the receptionist and he goes, "I want Anna's phone number." She goes, "I'm not supposed to give you phone numbers." She says, "But you know, she slid the paper to the side and just looked away." <laughs> and he did. He called me. Um, he was my first dance partner. I danced with him at the wedding because of that. Um, they actually tried to get us to dance to um, uh, Brick House. And, uh, oh my! That was oh my! Right, I'm, after around, I walked off and right beelined for the uh, DJ. He goes, "Can you put on a country song?" He did. So I, I said, "No, I have I have my son." He goes, "I already talked to the ladies. They'll they'll watch him while you dance." Oh, his wheels were turning. I know they were. Um, and, but like it, it or not, Anna, yeah, his wheels were I know turning. They were, and and for <laughs> and look at you now. for years, I'm like, I don't understand. He finally told the um when we finally did get married. That's another whole story of what, why it took us so long to get married, and that's okay. Because we had a lot of growing and changing to do because we both had bad relationships. Well, it happens. Yeah, I had a very bad one. He didn't get married, but he still had a bad relationship. Um, but he he told it because I was like, he told the marriage, the, the guy who was doing our wedding, he goes, I like the way she worked. He saw my character. And I'm like, really? That was weird to me. He saw my character. And I thought that was weird. I still think it was weird. Sometimes I still look at him like, why were you even interested in me? I was boring. I had no sense of humor. I still, he, he doesn't tell me. Anyway, um, he may not know. It just may be the Lord draw. Yeah. Uh, he, the, he saw something yeah. different in you. Exactly. But the Lord put us together on purpose so that we could fulfill God's plan and purpose to get the gospel message out, which we are going to go over here done, in a minute. Which you've done beautifully, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so what we saw here was this woman is seeing this man paying attention to her. Um, what was it like when you realized that Jesus was noticing you and you were noticing Jesus? To you, who is Jesus to you? You know, this is a very relationship question. You know, who is Jesus to you? You know, do you have, do you have one? Is it developing? Is it lacking? You know, and sometimes we might even say, why would Jesus pay attention to a sinner like me? You know what? And you know, because you know what you've done. I don't know what you've done, but you know what you've done. In fact, I was talking to one woman at one time, and she, um, we were talking about the subject, and she started telling me she goes, it's talking about how she used to have one night stands and go meet guys and go to their apartment, and I'm like. And I just looked at her because that's not the woman I know. The woman I know just loves Jesus and would never do that. Very modest, very quiet and gentle. And um, she's telling me this and she goes, yeah, I see your eyes. I'm like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> my <laughs> face could not hide my shock yeah. because that's not the person I knew. Yeah. You know, so in, in John three sixteen, I know you're like, I know this. No, do you? Do you? Because you also have to read 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So if you're wondering why is Jesus doing this? Love, because he knows what real love is. Real love is not looking for perfection. Real love is not waiting for the other person to do what you want them to do. Real love is a sacrifice and Jesus sacrificed himself for us. So our bed and our house, was it, what they were describing there was a relationship. They, these were couple words. You know, instead of me, it was we. And I, I do see pay attention to couples. You know, do they use we? Do they use me? I give them a grace period because there is a little bit of a transition when you're finally getting, you know, you're getting married. But um, she's, she's using very much couple relationship words. You know, cedar is good looking. Hard and never eaten by worms. It's very solid. 
do we have a solid relationship with Jesus? She's developing a very solid relationship with this, this, um, this beloved. Um, we can't actually keep the relationship, but Jesus can. We just have to be obedient to Jesus. Joanna, do you have any thoughts before? Because ladies, we know that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you need one. And we're going to about to give an, you know, give the gospel message. So if you don't know it, you do know it, you can share it or you can reevaluate yourself and go, do I really have a relationship with Jesus? Because I don't know about y'all, but when I was going through this book, that relationship I thought I was having with Jesus, it wasn't really there at all. Um, the only thing I want to um, throw out there is when the Lord starts showing you things about yourself, to heal you and and because the Lord what he does is he pulls the junk out and he replaces it with him all things him and so um when he starts doing that with you do not fight him right run with it he's trying to do something super special in your life that only he can do i remember when the lord showed me my sin and i literally remember being curled up in a ball I swear it was three days. It might have only been three hours, but I remember it being days at a time. And I was so disgusted and horrified um, by my own personal sin that I literally couldn't function. And the Lord's like, but we're, we're going to, we're going to change that. I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to make you healthy. I'm going to make you whole. And um, we're going to just revamp your whole life. And we're going to make it Christ-centered mm-hmm. instead of sin-centered. So when he begins to do that, pay attention, ladies. Don't fight it. And, and I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's not pleasant. It's not a pleasant time. It was one of the most worst times in my life looking at your sin. It's extremely painful. But when the Lord wants to have a relationship with you, he can't do it when you're just covered in black sin. Right. He wants to clean you up. And and if you're codependent, it might be very difficult because he's going to remove that relationship from you because he wants to create a new relationship. So if you're really codependent, well, it's going to be very hard. And you're going to have to ask the Lord to have to help you. And if he can, to give you a, like a good friend to join you, like a female, a female friend, not a male friend, a female friend Agreed. who can help you or maybe even a, a relative that can help you or a parent that can help you. But it's it's not going to be I'm not saying it's going to be easy. We don't. We don't want you to think that anything we're talking about today is that it's real easy. It is not easy. All of it's a journey. And you have to be, but you have to be ready for it. And, but it's a journey worth taking. It is. It is very much worth taking. It's difficult. It's hard. But it's about eternity, not just for the few moments that we're here on earth. And your pain that you're going, because reliving our sin oh, yeah. or the Lord showing us our sin, pulling back the veil, showing us our yes. sin, it is actually painful because it brings up things that we've probably been trying to suppress for most of our life um, or for years and years, it brings up memories that are extremely rough and hard to deal with. But ladies, that pain is very temporary. Yes. Yes. Very temporary. It actually lasts as long as we want it to. Oh, that's, a lot of times we make it the we're the ones who create make it last longer. Yeah, because we don't want to take the next step. Yes. It's too painful. Exactly. Yeah, well, okay, well let's take it and get it over with. Exactly. Like you said, pull back the band aid. Yep. Rip it off. Rip it off. <laughs> and that's what we want to talk about this ripping off part with the gospel message. You know, you know, because of sin, we are separated from God. God is holy; He cannot be with sin, but He desired such a relationship with us that He created a way. Because Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but eternal gift. The, but the, okay. Romans 6.23 says wages of sin is death, but the eternal gift is Jesus Christ. We have two choices, death or eternal life. And there's only one way. We read that earlier. There's only one way. In John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. God provided a savior, one who can redeem us from sin, but we have to be born again. That means we have to die to ourself. And in John 14, 6 says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father, but through me. So God offered a way that is simple for us so that we could be cleansed from our sin by going through Jesus, the one who redeems us, um, the one who can make us die to ourselves so we can be a new creation. <clears throat> That's what this podcast and this ministry is all about, is becoming a new creation and not staying where we are. Because we're, and, and it's really, it is really, getting saved is simple. Following Jesus is hard. It is not easy. We're, we're not going to lie. Um, Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart, one believes into righteousness and with the mouth of confession is made into salvation. And and then in short terms is, do you believe in your heart? Jesus is the Lord of your life and that he was raised from the dead. It is not a, I say it with my, it's not lip service. It has to be in the heart. And it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 15, for, and he died for all that those who live shall, should no longer. Why can I not speak today, Joanna? 2 Corinthians 5, 15. You got this, Anna. <laughs> and he died for all that those who live should, no, should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. And this is where Jesus is saying in Revelation three twenty, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in him and dine with him and he with me. And the, and the key point is anyone who hears my voice and opens the door is not or you have to open that door. You have to receive them. Are you ready to allow Jesus to take your life and to make you a new creation? You know, because after we born again, there must be a change. And this is what we owe. And this is, this is our verse. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So, lady, we're going to pray for anyone who wants to be saved because we can't do it for you. So I'm not going to try to say a prayer. I'm going to pray that you will open up to Jesus. Okay. So, Abba, Father, Holy One of Israel, the great I am, maker of heaven and earth. Lord, we know we can't do this real good. And we know we got off on trails. But, Lord, we are asking you that if if anyone... If at least anything is heard, it is that your gospel message that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except through him, that they would realize that they were sinners, Lord. Help these ladies who have not been saved to realize that they are sinners and that they need Jesus to save them. And they all have to do is cry out, Abba, that you will rescue for all who call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, we're asking you to give them that revelation, to give them the ability to cry out to you and call out to you to be saved. And Lord, for those who are saved, maybe they're not walking in your truth. Maybe they're, they're like me who got so lost. I was not even in the correct state. Lord, that you would get them back on the right path, get them back to you, that they would read your word, both Lord, whoever, wherever these ladies are in their life, that they would love your word, want to read your word and live out your word. 
Lord, we are asking you to help these ladies to be able to do that because we know that it's not easy to do on our own. So we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You got anything before we sign off? No, just want to remind y'all that, girls, we love you. Um, We do all of this uh, and and go through all this warfare and all that comes with it is because we love you. We we really care. Yes. Every, yeah, we just want y'all to be healed. We want y'all to have the relationship with Jesus that he wants you to have with him. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. You know, you are loved. We, we, we pray over you. You're loved. You're cherished. We pray over you. Whatever order I usually say that in. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> you're loved, prayed, you're, wait, loved, you're loved cherished, cherished, and prayed, prayed over. over. <laughs> it's our own motto. Yes. We don't even know. I don't get what I wear. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. We'll be working on chapter two. All right. Take bye. care. Bye. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.